Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good Friday evening to you from the South Point. It is Visa's primetime action. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. What a night to be alive. Uh, second round of the Masters wrapping up. Uh, some golfers still on the course. A few groups still on the course, including the leader, Scotty Scheffler, who currently has a five-stroke. Let me count that again. Five-stroke lead over the rest of the field. Uh, he is on 17 right now. We'll see how it wraps up. But baseball, of course, and a really tricky night in the NBA when it comes to handicapping. Masters first-round audience on ESPN averaged 2.8 million viewers, the largest since 2018. ESPN Plus had its most viewed day of golf ever. It's almost as if Tiger Woods doing well and <laughs> yes. being the Masters and all of that has, has, something, has some effect on It's like he there. still really matters. Yeah, it's like he's a guy that people tune in to watch. Uh, one, two tip-offs right now, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Got the Bucks and the Pistons. The Bucks are 10-point road favorites, 231.5 to 232 is your total. 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, the Knicks and the Wizards. The Knicks are 3.5-point road favorites, 224 your total there. 7.30 Eastern, we have the Cavs and the Nets. The Nets are 8.5-point home favorites, 232.5 is your total. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, got the Rockets and the Raptors. Raptors, 11.5 to 12.5, so shop around on that one. Uh, favorites there over the Rockets, 227.5 to 228 is your total. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, got the Rocket, uh, got the Hornets and the Bulls. The Bulls are 2.5 to 3 point. Home favorites, 236, 236.5. 
your total, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Hawks and the Heat. The Heat are one, one and a half point home favorites there over the Hawks. 230 and a half to 231 is your total. Boy, this is, look at this one. 830 Eastern, 530 Pacific. Blazers and Mavs. Mavs are 20 point home favorites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 20 point home favorites. And this one over the Blazers, 220 and a half to 221 is your total. 930 Eastern, 630 Pacific. The Suns and the Jazz. The Jazz are two and a half to three point home favorites over the Suns. 228 is the prevailing total there. And then the final tip of the evening, we have 730 Pacific time. Thunder and Lakers. Lakers are five and a half point home favorites on fan appreciation night with no LeBron. Who has decided he's not going to play the rest of the Again, season. they're just going to hand out a thousand dollars to everybody who comes in. Two twenty-five so, to two twenty-five and a half is the total. I am interested to see this crowd tonight. I got to be honest. I am very interested. At fan this appreciation crowd. night. Oh, yeah, it's fan appreciation night, and it, they have announced early no LeBron, which they should have done because what you didn't want is a whole bunch of people showing up to see LeBron and then him not. Yeah, that's true. I, th- this is where all those Clippers fans that feel like they've been slanted for years and decades in uh, in L.A. just show up tonight in Clippers gear. I, I think that would be a good way to go out. That's 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 the best way to go about all this. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be super. Um, all right. So over on the ice tonight, we have three faceoffs right now at seven Eastern, four Pacific. We have the Sabers and the Panthers. The Panthers are minus four seventy five. Come on. Home favorites. No way. Over the Sabres. Yes, they are. What are we doing? Plus 360 on the Sabres as road underdogs. Someone's got to look into that. I'm texting Andy. Are the Sabres How do you feel about Sabres plus 360? No skates for the Sabres tonight. <laughs> Not See, they got to play in shoes. We're, yes. all, we're all rushing to text Andy immediately. They're going to play in high heel think? shoes. What do you think? They're going to play on the Sabres? You know what he's going to say, though. He's going to be like, oh, according to my oh, numbers. Oh, my numbers, eh? It's pretty close. 440 is what I play. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, 450 <laughs> too much. Um, in honor of Andy, the Islanders and the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hurricanes are minus 180 home favorites, plus 150. On the Islanders as road underdogs. We got the Bruins and the Lightning. Lightning are minus 155 home favorites, plus 135 on the Bruins as road underdogs. At 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, we got the Avalanche and the Jets. The Avalanche, minus 180 road favorites over the Jets, plus 155 on the home underdog. And then the last faceoff of the evening, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, got the Wild and the Blues. This is a coin flip, 110. On both sides, at least over at DraftKings, there's a nickel each way at some of the other books out there if you want to shop around just a tad. Still have some first pitches coming here. Momentarily, we'll get the Rangers and the debut of the Blue Jays. The future, the future World Series winning Blue Jays. The adolescent Jays. Yes, yes, no longer. Yeah. The baby Jays. John Gray making his debut there for the Rangers. And then Jose Barrios on the hill for The Blue Jays, the Jays are minus 170 favorites in that one, plus 150 on the Rangers as road underdogs, nine your total there. Reds and the Braves, we have uh, Smartin and Morton for uh, Morton is a minus 180 favorite there for the Braves at home, plus 155 on the Reds on the road, nine total in that one as well. Astros and the Angels, that's Odorizzi and Detmers. Uh, Odorizzi actually is under underdog there. Angels and Detmers, a minus 125 home favorite in that one over the Astros. Plus 105 if you want Astros as road underdogs, nine and a half.
is your total there. And then at 940 Eastern, 640 Pacific, we have the Padres and the Diamondbacks. Sean Manaya making his Padres debut on the road against Merrill Kelly and the Diamondbacks. The Padres are minus 135. Road favorites over the Diamondbacks, plus 115 if you want the home underdogs. And that one also a nine total. So nine, nine, nine and a half and nine, Gil. And welcome back baseball last night if you had the Padres and you got beat in the ninth. Welcome back. The sport. Fun you, times. you didn't have a bad beat. You just got baseball. Starter, starter, starter through uh, yeah. a no-hitter as well. Through six. Yeah. 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 Uh, San Francisco Giants, three outs away from uh, starting their 162-0 one and campaign in uh, San Francisco. Picture-perfect day in the what Bay. are we at in the... Uh, 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 Mariners, bottom mar- of the ninth. Oh, Mariners, look, look, one out away. A, it, we're on, uh, from the Mariners, going 162-0 yeah, right. to also. One out away in Minnesota. Two-to-one lead for the Mariners. Man on first for the Twinkies. Um, so a whole bunch, Kelly, you have some basketball bets, but again, for those wondering tonight, the reason the Mavericks are that big of a favorite of the Blazers, one, the Blazers have only won twice since the Eisenhower administration, but also the Mavericks still have something to play for. They are locked into a top four seed. They could get to three. They do have the tiebreaker with the Warriors. So that's still on the table for the Mavericks. And there's all kinds of implications tonight. The heat and the Hawks, uh, I don't know, are the Heat going to rest players? They already have the number one seed clinched by virtue of the fact that they have a better record against conference playoff teams than do the Milwaukee Bucks. So the Heat have clinched the number one seed. This has toggled back and forth all day long. Now the Heat are back to being favorites in this game. They started out as favorites, and the Hawks became favorites, and the Heat are now favorites again. Could the Heat want some influence on who they play as a number one seed? One would think that if the Nets are the seventh seed, maybe the Hawks are the team that the Heat would least rather play of the remaining three teams in the play-in. So we'll see about that. Kelly, you do have some bets. Yeah, just uh, looking at that Heat injury report, they did have a bunch of guys listed as questionable earlier today. None of really their big stars, um, but the Caleb Martins and Markeith Morris's and Dwayne Dedmans of the world. But apparently they're all going to go tonight. Uh, so they'll go. No Lou Williams on the Atlanta side. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich will go, it looks like, against the Heat in that game. As far as bets that I made, uh, smaller bet on the Knicks versus the Wizards here tonight. Um, this is a game that just the Wizards are rolling out. Uh, they have ruled out basically all their guys for the rest of the season. No Porzingis, no Kuzma for them tonight. Um, so they're kind of waving the white flag, whereas the Knicks are still battling, it appears, over these past couple games. They, I mean, they'll at least be rolling out Burks, Fournier, R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin. Um, no Julius Randle for them anymore. Uh, but you're on the Wizards side, you're, side, you're looking at a, a starting lineup of Sadoransky, Corey Kispert, Denny Avdia, Achimura, and Daniel Gafford. So um, I've laid the points with it. Not a big bet for me tonight on them. Uh, but laid the three and a half. And then I went right back to the Rockets props. Um, they'll be in Toronto tonight uh, taking a uh, Kevin Porter Jr. over 19 and a half points. He's hit that in five straight games past over those five games, 26 field goal attempts, 14 field goal attempts, 24 field goal attempts, 17 and 22. Um, so it, we've seen this. Uh, game in and game out over the past four or five games for the Rockets with these two guys just chucking up shots. Um, and then once again, just kind of went for a uh, alternate prop on Jalen Green, 30-plus points, which he's done in five straight games now. Um, he has put up 23, 18, 24, 25, and 24 field goal attempts in his past five games. So going for the old 30-plus um, for a little plus money, plus 260 
uh, on that bet tonight. And if Jalen Green does get it, it's his sixth consecutive game of 30 or 30 or more points. That would tie him with the all-time rookie record of most consecutive games of 30 or more points. Allen Iverson did it back in 96-97, so heady company. Uh, he already has a game longer streak than did Michael Jordan, Bernard King, and Bob McAdoo in their rookie season. So that is just heady company uh, for sure. By the way, the Bucks decide to play everybody tonight. Do we know about that? Uh, Giannis is a go. Giannis is a go. That's all you really need to know. Yeah, so I, I, think, I don't even think the other guys were listed. Okay. So the Bucks are playing all their players. There was some thought that maybe they win. The Bucks obviously have things to play for as well in terms of seeding. Uh, so they are very much in the mix for the number two seed. Could end up three. Could end up four. They've decided to go. The Pistons don't have much incentive whatsoever. They're trying to get 14% of the ping pong balls instead of 12 and a half. So they don't want to mess around and win that game. By the way, a couple other notes in the NBA. Matt did mention it earlier. LeBron will miss the remainder of the season for continued healing of his ankle sprain and expected full recovery. That according to Shams, who uh, I guess so. So LeBron waving the white flag on the scoring title in the process. Fan appreciation day. Appreciate that, Lakers fans. And then Kawhi Leonard. Has not progressed beyond individual workouts. That, according to Coach Ty Lue, asked whether Leonard has been able to play three-on-three three or beyond. Lue simply shook his head. So if you are a guy who uh, or, or a gal who has a Clippers futures ticket and you think they have a shot here in the postseason, doesn't look like, anyway, if you read the tea leaves right now, if you read Teron Lue's reaction to that question, doesn't look like Kawhi is in the offing come this postseason. We shall see. Paul George, yes. Kawhi, no. We'll come back. Nick Whalen will join us to talk NBA with us from Roto-Wire. We look forward to that. And a little later on, Todd Wright, the greatest radio voice of all time, to talk Masters with us. It is VEASAN's Primetime Action. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all-digital MLB guide at Visa.com is available now, and Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weigarten's MLB futures, bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to Visa through the start of baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL Draft for only $19 at Visa.com slash spring. That's me. Uh, that's me slowing stretching down. things for some slowing reason. Slowing it down for some reason. I wonder why. What do you think Kelly does as a producer? Um, what do not, you think he does on breaks? Not tell you to put that like, in your what ear. What do you think Kelly does between breaks? <laughs> like, He's gonna blame it on you, Kelly. Oh wow. Okay. Well, here's an idea. How about you just wear it for the entirety of every show? Oh, that tell would be great. Him. Tell them. That that would solve all these problems. Wow. Wow. Okay, you okay? Over we're there? good to go. You ready to go? Yep. Okay. Oh, there just, we go. There we go. That? Matt Brown's ready to go, everybody. Let's, Elevator chair. Let's talk, by the way, Scotty Scheffler now with a uh, putt for birdie. What are we calling that? About 13 feet, 12 feet, something like that for yeah. birdie on 18, which has which yesterday played harder than any hole. Um, up, if, if he gives you two putts in here, he will have a five-stroke lead going in to the clubhouse tonight if he hits this a six-stroke lead over the field at the Masters. We'll get to that in a bit. First, let's talk some more basketball from RotoWire. You can follow him on Twitter at Whalen. That's with a one instead of the L. It's Nick Whalen. How you doing, Nick? Guys, I'm doing great. Good to be back on the show. Big NBA slate tonight. Still a ton to be decided. Yeah. What, what are you doing with some of these? I mean, it, it's tricky, right? Because you don't know exactly what you're getting motivation-wise. What did you land on? 
Yeah, yeah, you said it. I mean, we see a line like I think Bucks Pistons was at like four and a half this morning when it looked like the Bucks would maybe rest a bunch of starters on the second night of a back to back against a bad team that they could maybe still beat without guys like Giannis. And now you see that line jump up to Bucks minus 10 last time I saw it. Um, so there's a lot of movement like that late in the season. Teams are so bunched up right now um, that I kind of tried to settle on a few games that don't really have like massive seeding implications. And one of those is between two teams in the Eastern Conference that uh, essentially have been out of the playoff race since like before the All-Star break. Uh, and that is the New York Knicks and the Washington Wizards who meet tonight at Washington. I like the Knicks minus three and a half here. They've surprisingly been playing pretty respectable, essentially 500 basketball since the All-Star break. Uh, you know, getting Julius Randle out of that rotation seemed to have sparked something. Uh, you know, a lot more minutes for for guys like Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, Alec Burks. Those guys have all taken on larger roles. And they start to look a lot more like the Knicks that we saw last year, who played a really fun up-and-down brand of basketball. Um, and, you know, Julius Randle is still pound for pound probably the best player on that team. But removing him from the equation uh, seems to have sparked something for the Knicks. So, uh, you know, they have a better net rating than the Nets, than the Warriors, than the Mavs, than the Bulls since the All-Star break. And then on the other side of this, Kristaps Porzingis was shut down for Washington's last two games. I don't think we're going to see Kyle Kuzma again this season. Uh, you know, the Wizards have played okay down the stretch since they basically gutted their roster at the deadline. But I think this is a good spot for the Knicks to kind of continue to build some positive momentum at the end of this, you know, essentially lost season. Another game you're looking at on your card tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 Pacific. We've got the Hornets and the Bulls as we sit right now. you got two and a half. There's still some two and a half still available out there on the Bulls. Uh, a couple of books have gone to three, 236, 236 and a half, kind of the total on that one. What did you like in the Bulls tonight? Yeah, I mean, the Bulls have been all over the place lately, and and not having Alex Caruso for this game does scare me a little bit because, it you know, the the impact that he has on that defense is, is very real. There are very few perimeter defenders who have that kind of impact at the point of attack. But Chicago's had Charlotte's number this season. They're already 2-0 and straight up in those matchups. They've been really good at home this year. They've been a disaster on the road, Chicago, that is. But they're 25-15 and ATS at home. They're 21 and seven ATS as a home favorite. Uh, and, you know, technically when you look at net rating, Charlotte has been the better team since the break. You know, the Bulls are 26th in net rating since the all-star break, which is not ideal, uh, but they're still the more talented team. Charlotte has been, you know, wildly inconsistent, probably even more inconsistent night to night than Chicago's been. Uh, and, and, you know, I think the Bulls desperately need to string together a couple wins here to, to get some positive momentum heading into the playoffs. Nick, I'm not sure if I'm going to land on a question here or if I'm just going to sort of sound off. I, we were watching the Celtics last night. There was no J, there was no uh, Jason Tatum, no Al Horford. Uh, they did give the Bucks a run anyway, but we were just sort of amazed that they decided to play a game without those two guys. And they ended up getting super fortunate because the Sixers ended up losing, and it completely saves, it appears, the Celtics from facing the Raptors in a first-round series and bringing in the whole vaccination deal into the into the mix, which would have been a, could be a disaster, could have been a disaster for the Celtics. Now all they have to do is beat the Grizzlies on Sunday, and it appears they will have avoided that fate. Might end up having right. to play the Nets. That's a whole other story. But uh, what would the number have to be on Sunday for you not to play the Celtics in a game where the Grizzlies have nothing to play for, locked in to the second seed in the West? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I mean, hypothetically, it obviously would have to be high, um, but. I'm glad you brought up the vaccination thing because if you didn't, I was going to, and what an interesting wrench to now yes. have to throw into what was already a complete mess. You know, like this, this kind of specter of the Brooklyn nets being the seven or the eight and, you know, not really knowing that until the end of the season has, has made what's already going to be a crazy race to the finish 
even crazier. And now you throw in, you know, t teams like Philly and Boston. You know, Matisse Thibel was ineligible to play at Toronto earlier this week. And he's a very big part uh, of that team, especially defensively. Obviously, Jalen Brown and Al Horford, who we're referring to as, as reportedly unvaccinated for Boston, that's an even bigger deal. Uh, but if you're Boston, especially, you're now stuck between a rock and a hard place where it's like, okay, we don't necessarily want the one or the two because we might face the Brooklyn Nets, but we don't want to lose too much because we might fall far enough that we might have to play half of a series without two of our key players on the road in Toronto. So I think it was really confusing going into last night's game where you're like, okay, why are you, you know, why are you sitting out two important players? Couldn't believe uh, do you actually it. want to win this game? Do you not want to win this game? And, and Milwaukee, you could kind of have the same questions about. Yeah, I mean, that. I, I, I'm sorry, Matt, to, no. to keep harping on it, but it, I feel like we avoided the most unbelievable scenario we could have possibly had in sports, right? Yeah. Where it's like a team torpedoes their whole season, possibly, by casually resting players last night, but it worked out for them. Right. It just, just worked out for them with the Sixers losing. Right, and I think Milwaukee knew that, right? I think the Bucs, like, I think that there's a reason that they played their starters in that game because, you know, I'm sitting here in Milwaukee. All my friends are texting me like, what are we doing? Why are we trying to win this game? We're yeah. going to end up playing the Nets. Right. And I, I'm saying, look, I think we want to send Boston down to number four and they have to play Toronto. And I think the Bucs were saying, all right, we'll beat the Celtics. And, you know, the Sixers will take care of business. And, of course, they didn't. And now the plan kind of went haywire. Nick, what do you think of the Grizzlies? We're sitting here talking about all these teams, you know, night in, night out. We're like, hey, which one of these teams, you know, can actually get it done? Who do we take seriously? What are some teams that we think can actually win the whole thing? And nobody, and I mean nobody, brings up the Grizzlies ever about as a team that they really and truly consider a contender for all of this you know, team sitting there with 55 wins. It's the second most wins in all the NBA, and it's a, it's an afterthought whenever we start talking about true contenders for the title. Where where do you stand on Memphis? You know, to me, we haven't talked about Memphis, and we haven't really talked about the entire Western Conference, it feels like, for the last couple of months. You know, Phoenix has run away with it, and it kind of feels like it's the Suns and everybody else. And when you're talking about the Grizzlies, it essentially comes down to, do you think they can beat the Suns, or do you think they can beat the Warriors? Because those are the three teams to me that have kind of separated themselves. And, and obviously Phoenix is on another tier at this point. And, and Golden State, you know, the way that they've fallen without Curry, uh, their future is obviously going to depend very heavily on how his foot looks in the playoffs. But I think you have to take Memphis seriously. You know, this is not the Western Conference of three or four years ago where I think we look at this Grizzlies team and say, yeah, they had a nice run, but are they really going to get through, you know, a, a team that's as good as the Suns or a team that's as good as those Warriors teams or those Rockets teams, you know, when the West was completely stacked. You know, normally a team like this would be a year or two away and then we'd start to take them seriously. But to me, the rest of the West, like, I, I don't want to say it's weak because you still don't want to run into Luka Doncic. You don't want to run into the likely two-time MVP in Nikola Jokic. There, there are dangerous teams, but I think this Memphis team relative to the rest of the West, you know, you, ha you have to kind of consider them as the number two team right now, just where they rank in the standings. You know, I think Golden State has way too many question marks for me to say, yes, they would definitively beat Memphis. Dallas, outside of Luka, you know, you don't love what else is on that roster. You could say the same thing about Utah. You could say the same thing about Denver. Um, you know, the question is, can they get past Phoenix if they were to make the West Finals? No, I don't I don't think they can. I think that's probably where the luck would run out. But, I mean, we're getting to the point where if they end up facing the Golden State Warriors in round two and Stephen Curry is a little hobbled or he's not looking great, you know, I mean, I, I think there could be a lot of value in betting the Grizzlies to make it all the way to the West Finals. I have about 45 seconds here, uh, uh, Nick. Maybe you've mentioned it already in what you just talked about, but anticipating the first round series now, particularly in the East, in terms of the matchups that we think we might see now as it gets a little clearer, what's the one that you anticipate 
having the series line that you're going to exploit the most? That's a good question. I, I think if we end up getting Bucks Nets, which I think is fairly likely, uh, you know, if the Nets win their heavy favorites against the Cavs tonight, they'll be in, in pole position at least to grab that seven spot. Milwaukee in good position to get the two. I think there's going to be a lot of value in betting the Bucks, and you're not going to get this, you know, astronomical. You know, it's not going to be plus 700 or something like that. But we've seen. I've harped on it with you guys all year. The odds makers love this Nets team. I do not love this Nets team. I think they have a lot of holes. I think there's a case to be made that you want to maybe play them early when there's no chance that Ben Simmons is coming back to give them you know, any kind of strength on the defensive end. I think I would love Milwaukee in that series. Maybe not betting the series line, but betting something like Milwaukee in five games, Milwaukee in six games. I, I agree with that answer completely. I think I would answer Celtics versus Nets also if that had, ends up happening. I don't think the Nets are yeah. getting out of the first round. Nick, thank you. No, we appreciate I, I'm not it. A Nets guy. Thanks so hey, much, thanks, man. guys. Nick Whalen, everybody, from RotoWire. Masters, round two, next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer, made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. As I was saying earlier, Matt, Giants on pace for an 0-162 season. They were up 4-2 heading into the ninth. Marlins played at a run, and then Jazz, Chim, uh, Jazz Chisholm off Camilo Doval. Two-run jack, 5-4 Marlins headed to the bottom of the ninth. Well, oh. oppo jack, too. <laughs> Doval provided all the power. Uh, oppo jack on that one. Brutal. Brutal. Hey, you, you, you like betting baseball, do you? Well, there you go again. Uh, Marlins a plus-132 dog headed into this game on the dime line. And that, by the way, also, that top of the ninth puts the total over. Was seven and a half, so brutal for uh, for underbetters with that outcome. Uh, the Masters. Round two now in the books. We are halfway through the greatest tournament on planet Earth. And Scotty Scheffler is running away and threatening to hide. A five-stroke lead over the field. He is eight under par through two rounds. Today he shot the low round of the day, a 67, a five under par 67, Five-stroke lead over a quartet of golfers. Carl Schwartzel, uh, Carl Schwartzel, again, I'm doing Sage Steel right now. Uh, Carl Schwartzel, Sung J.M., Shane Lowry, and Hideki Matsuyama, the defending Masters champion. Also five back, uh, six back. You also see a few names there. Varner, Johnson, Na, and Cam Smith, who actually fought back at the end of the round to salvage his round. But guys... Scheffler is just the he's the number one ranked golfer in the world. He's won three times already in the last two months. And I've asked two questions of folks all week long, which is how come no one's mentioning Matsuyama, the defending champion? And the other one is, as I was texting everybody yesterday, it's like, isn't Scotty Scheffler just going to end up winning this golf tournament quietly without any sort of, you know, fanfare at all? And here he is. And he is just I don't hear, you know, we're look, we're going to get the updated odds here coming up. To me, and I get it, there's two more rounds of golf. Anything in plus money, I think I'd play. He's yes. just that good. So there, that ties the the 36-hole five-stroke lead is tied for the biggest lead. Um, Jordan Spieth in 2015, Raymond Floyd in 1976, Jack Nicklaus in 1975, and then there was, a, there was one in 1946. Anyway, all four of those guys went on to win. Yeah. Um, went on to win the tournament. 
And, you know, oddly enough, that, that low round was just not out there today. And, and weirdly enough, it was the afternoon guys that had better rounds than, than the morning guys today. Scheffler, 500, Thomas, 500. They both tie for the low rounds of the day. And outside of that, I mean, there were only 13 guys that shot under par all day today. All day today, only 13 guys shot under par. And so it was a beast out there all day long. And especially when that wind kind of kicked up about mid-morning, there was just no, there was just nothing a lot of these guys could do. I mean, they were hitting it and didn't really know where it was going to stop and where it was going to end up and all that. You mentioned Cam Smith really did kind of salvage his his chances in this thing uh, there at the end because it was looking really rough for him. But he does come in and, and birdie 15, birdie 18 to make it a, a 74, uh, two over day, which at least keeps him, you know, in theory in the hunt here. But, you know, look. Scotty Scheffler has been, we said this heading into this tournament. He had won three of the last five tournaments that he had entered. And, you know, he's well on his way to winning four of the last six tournaments that he's entered. And, and you you look here, Data Golf now has him at a 57% chance to win this tournament. Wow. You know, so, I mean, take that for, for what it's worth. But you have a five-stroke lead in a tournament in which, you know, again, the low rounds just aren't, just aren't showing up. And the thing is, is yeah, there might not be wins tomorrow, but that's an extra day for this course to dry out for these greens to get faster, for the greens to get harder, for there to be more runoff. So it's not like it's going to get that much easier. It's not going to get exponentially easier or anything like that. And so, I mean, Kelly, I, I, you know, I'm fortunate. I mean, all of us are. I'm actually fortunate that you told me I got a bad number on Scotty Scheffler, so I hit it twice. <laughs> so, like, that's like, I'm I'm happy that you know I, I have a couple of tickets in there. I will say this: I don't think there is any. I don't think you could hang a number on anybody outside of maybe maybe Justin Thomas, and it would have to be a huge number <laughs> and right, one, for and me one, to come in. And one correction: Justin Thomas also with the five under yeah. sixty-seven. So they were both co-leaders of the day. So, I, I mean, it would have to be, you know, and it'd have to be astronomical on, on I mean, JT. I mean, what, 60 to 1, 70? So, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that, I mean, right? 50, yeah. yeah. Like 50, because still seven strokes I, I don't, yeah, like I don't think you, even with it being JT, I don't think you could bet that under 50 to 1. I, I mean, this is, I mean, you got, like you guys broke down. I mean, this course is... This course is playing unbelievably difficult. Yes, we have the hottest golfer in the world on top of the leaderboard right now, but I, we saw it today. Like, there is definitely a chance that, that Scheffler could take a step back tomorrow, and all you need is a couple guys that are maybe currently under par to have a pretty good round, and we maybe have a tournament. I hope to God I'm wrong and Jeff Scheffler runs away with this thing, but, you know, we saw that a little bit today, so I, I think there's... I think there's it worth, you know, if you're somebody who has Scheffler like us, I mean, adding a couple of long shots, probably not a bad idea, actually, after a round like this. We'll check out the live odds here in a bit, but it's, they're kind of, I'm watching some of the, uh, some of the some of the sports books right now they are just shifting drastically back and forth as it looks like they're getting a lot of action right now between Scheffler and some of these longer guys. There is, I mean, there is historical precedent, right? We should mention the 1996 being the most famous of those Masters, where Nick Faldo overcame a six-stroke deficit in the final round to beat Greg Norman, one of the famous collapses of all time, where Faldo basically had to hug him at the end just to console him 
after his Masters uh, victory. But here's a graphic. Uh, how far back is Tubac? 30 of the last 31 Masters champs have been inside the top 10 through 36 holes. 30 of the last 32 major champions have been inside the top 10 through 36 holes. So, you know, you only have 15 guys in the red right now. And that would be everybody in the top 10. So and that would be that everybody is, in the top 10. I did get That's this right. together. That was from Justin Ray. I did get that that graphic together before Scheffler really opened up his lead. But yeah. still, that is everybody in the top 10 is minus one. It stops there. By the way, congratulations to everybody who had the uh, Tiger make the cut yeah. correctly called. And, Kelly, you said it before the show, and I completely agree with you. I think what he did today was even more impressive than what he did yesterday. Yeah. Even though he shot the one under yesterday and the two over today, he was so resilient. It's just unbelievable. He could have felt sorry for himself after that start and then packed it in. I mean, four bogeys in the first five holes. I I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I thought, thought, well, he clearly – he tried. He clearly wasn't feeling as well today. Good job, you know, great job by Tiger, but this is done. And then it was, okay, sneaks a birdie in at 8, sneaks a birdie in at 10. You're starting to feel it a bit, and then he goes back-to-back bogeys again and then ends birdie-birdie, birdie-birdie on 13, 14, pars out the rest. I think the resiliency just to kind of bounce back in that 8 through 14 stretch, uh, it was was as impressive, if not more impressive, Gil, yeah, than yesterday, in my opinion. You, You look here, guys, I mean, uh, Sam Burns misses the cut on the number at uh, at five over. You go down. Kepka misses the cut. Jordan Spieth, for the first time in his career, misses the cut. He shoots six over. You go down further. Abraham Answer, Xander Shoffley, Justin Rose, Gary Woodland. I mean, this is a a lot of guys that did not play. Bryson DeChambeau shot 12 over for the tournament. You know, that was one of our biggest fades heading into this. Thank yep. God. I mean, that like, that went about as perfectly as could have been planned because we were we were against him in every single head-to-head we could possibly find. I mean, so. there's a couple matchups that we've already got clinched, Matt, but as I was texting you earlier today, I have way more on Matsuyama than any of those guys, though. <laughs> Deki's really messing this up right now. Fading Matsuyama, you mean. <laughs> Louis Ustazen couldn't take one stroke for you today. I know. I know. We were sitting here. We we were looking yesterday, and I was like, oh, here's one against yeah. Usti. Here's one against Usti. Yeah, I had five different uh, head-to-head, round two head-to-heads against him today, but he he just WD'd before he hit one, yeah. one ball. Yeah, he you broke the news. just you, hit one stroke. You broke the news to me when you walked in. I put, I put in one bet at least on that last night. I woke up today. I was like, oh, WD, easy winner there. I didn't realize he didn't even tee off. But it, it you know, it was a – it was a big time test for a lot of these guys today. And you, you take a look at this and I just find it very, I find it very hard when we're looking, you know, at the low rounds being five under most of these guys shooting, you know, even par one over one under something like that. I mean, I I just don't, the firepower that it would take, maybe cam Smith, if he just gets crazy hot with his putter, because we've seen that before. Yeah. He locks it off the tee yeah. and gets hot with the putter. Yeah. Yep. Like if he just gets crazy hot with the putter, maybe over the course of two days he could run run Scotty down or something. But you know, or DJ, I, I think he's. I think he's. You could put him up there at least. Justin Thomas. I, I just the talk about the differences in two days. T to green. He was eighth worst in the field yesterday. Best in the field today. Over yeah. seven strokes gained T to green. I, I got his. It's just wild. A lot of golf to be played, but it sure doesn't think it sure doesn't seem like Scotty. What can Sheffler, go wrong, guys? Yeah, 
He, he should go wrong. He's, we hadn't had a three-way winner like on the set yeah. like ever in golf. So what can go wrong? He sure seems pretty unflappable, Scotty Scheffler. Giants get a solo shot in the bottom of the ninth because they're magic. Our final words on NBA awards next on Vsin's primetime action. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in the Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. A couple other uh, news and uh, notes from today all over uh, the sports world in baseball. Official from Yankees GM Brian Cashman, no long-term deal for Aaron Judge. Uh, He said the Yankees offered a seven-year, $213.5 billion extension, which paired with the $17 million they offered in arbitration this season, would have made the entire package just over $230 million. That, according to Jeff Pazin, and apparently no deal. Matt, $230 million, what do you think? Not thanks. No, no nah. thanks. No, you don't want that. Nah, I hit baseball too good. <laughs> I hit baseball too good. You hit ball. I see ball. I, I hit, hit ball. baseball too good, man. Mariners, uh, the Seattle Mariners have signed shortstop J.P. Crawford to a new five-year contract. Sources familiar with the deal told ESPN that the contract's total value is fifty-one million dollars. And then in football today, uh, the Colts finalizing a deal for veteran former Eagles safety Rodney McLeod. That from Ian Rappaport. Corey Seager, base Canuck. Is that his first at bat of the year? I believe it is. There you go. Yeah, because top of the first. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know if they had played yesterday, but I guess yeah. not. Yeah, it's Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon on third, and Corey Seager at first. This is a, a Texas Rangers dream right here in the top of the first against the Blue Jays and Jose Barrios. To to let you know how how tough strokes were to come by today. Yes, at the Masters, everybody that shot one over or better made the cut, and only. One, two, three, four, and only five guys that shot two over didn't make the cut. Everybody else that shot two over made the cut as well. So it was it was tough sledding out there today. If it were not for one human being named Scotty Scheffler, this would have a U.S. Open field. Oh, it would be a log jam. Yeah. Yeah. This would have a total U.S. Complete log jam. It would be a log jam. It would feel like a U.S. Open, and Tiger Woods would be four back. But Scheffler has just thrown the whole thing out of whack. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, the thing the thing about a lead like this with with a guy like him too is like, I mean, he can shoot par tomorrow, and still probably have a two stroke lead heading in on Sunday. You know, like that's the other thing about this. It's yeah. just he, he better not uh, take the air out of the ball though. No, no, no better no. not do that. Yeah, no, a lot um, of golf to be played. So there were some finals in Major League Baseball today. The Tigers get it done over the White Sox where we have a blown save. Liam Hendricks. Uh-oh. Blown save. And the Tigers start the season 1-0. and White Sox 0-1 there. They did get a good start out of Giolito, but Giolito pulled after four innings in that one. He uh, Four innings, only gives up one hit. Strikes out six in four innings, but uh, was was removed from the game and then they go on to lose as Liam Hendricks blows the save in that one. We got a Yankees Red Sox extra innings mm-hmm. there, Gil, where Josh Donaldson, Josh Donaldson. in the eleventh yeah. gets it done for the Yankees. They win six to five. The Phillies nine to five over the A's. First of many losses for the A's this year. First of <laughs> first of you mean there's more to come. Yes, first of many losses yeah. for the A's this year. Nine to five Phillies get the win there. Raised two to one over the Orioles. They had. 
McClanahan start for them. The Rays, they're, you know, what is where thinking is going to be their ace, but he gets lifted after four and a third after only 68 pitches and a very, in a very Tampa Rays very Tampa. to do. Yes. Yeah, to do that. Um, he had only given up four hits and struck out seven through four to third and gets lifted after 68 pitches. Yes, a very, a very, very raised thing to do. The Dodgers win five to three. Walker Bueller moves to one and oh on the season. And then the Mariners do end up holding on against the Twins. Two to one, Robbie Ray starts his season off one and oh there for the Mariners. He goes seven innings, only gives up three hits, strikes out five. See Shohei last night pitching? I didn't. They, li- they lifted him or lifted him after 80 pitches. Uh, he did take the L, but eight was it nine strikeouts? Nine, yeah, nine, nine strikeouts. strikeouts against one walk. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Uh, so earlier we talked about how Scotty Scheffler with a five stroke lead heading into the third round uh, after 36 holes, five stroke lead. It has only happened. Uh, Matt, you got faked out by this. Not your yes. fault earlier. Uh, we got a correction on that where it's only happened five other times in the history of the masters that someone has led by five strokes after 36 holes, four of those five times that leader went on to win the tournament. But there is one exception. Kelly, who was that? I could give you guys a million guesses and you wouldn't get this. Give me one. a year. 1936. Oh, well, clearly uh, I remember the that. The great Masters. Harry Cooper. Come on. Sure, sure. sure. Yeah. How could you guys forget that it one? It wasn't old Tom, whatever his name is, <laughs> yeah, who yeah. always comes up yeah, and everything. Old Tom. What was that guy's name? <laughs> it's probably old Harry. <laughs> um, the other one, that Shevler, the first player to hold a 36-hold lead of five strokes or more in a major since Brooks did, uh, did it at the 2019 PGA. That was the one where Brooks was just on fire, just hitting everything. Uh, a little wild pitch there from Jose Barrios. I think they're going to call that a wild pitch. And it's one nothing. Uh, Rangers as Marcus Simeon comes in from third. Corey Seager advances to uh, second base on the play. Two nothing there. No, actually. oh two nothing. Pardon me. They scored earlier. Two nothing, and still nobody out. And a three two count going on Mitch Garver. So uh, the Rangers giving Jose Barrios all the trouble in the world. Oh yeah, we had a lead off ding dong from Brad Miller. Oh there you go. I like lead off ding dongs. Baseball games, of course. Um, <laughs> all right. So this is probably our final word on NBA awards since this is, this is the last weekend of the regular season. These are all regular season awards. And uh, it's a Friday night, so we won't uh, be back on prime time until the season is over and we're into play-ins. But let's go to the NBA MVP. Let's look at some price shopping here. Bet MGM, DraftKings, and points bet, And you see Nikola Jokic's price is as high as it has been. Minus 300 at BetMGM, minus 320 at DraftKings, minus 350. You see that Embiid is the closest to him. Giannis still quite the long shot. Uh, I had Dan Bespris on a numbers game this morning, and he said something that I think is 100% true. Last night, Jokic became the first player ever to clear the 1,000-point, 500-rebound, 250-assist mark. It was 2,000, 1,500. 2,000, 1,500. Pardon me. I cut them all in half. 2,000, 1,500. And, you know, I think he made the point. He goes, I think for some voters, they need to latch on to something. Yeah. That's exactly what they needed to latch on I thought that, too, when I saw that last night where I, like, of course, we knew his stats were amazing this year. Yeah. But, like, I never, nobody was mentioning, you know, because he's the first in that club, right? Nobody Mm -hmm. was mentioning really him chasing that. Like, I didn't really see people mentioning that. So, like, when they did it last night and I was watching that that game, I thought the same thing, Gil. I, I thought this is... This is the thing, if there's any of the voters out there unsure that it 
about Jokic being the guy or if they're unsure of between the three. This is this is a stat that they can latch on to and use it as, as a reason for why they put him above the yep. other two. 100%. I think it's Nikola Jokic's. We could be wrong, but it looks like that's the thing that's going to put him over the top. This stuff is just crazy stuff. I mean, I know we've been talking about this for a month now, or yeah, I mean, even longer Look at than that. that, but still a week. We're talking a week and a half ago. You could have gotten plus money on him. We, how many times did we say, if you could still get him plus money, which you could just make the bet starting at that date, last Tuesday, yes. I would say for the three weeks prior to that, we were saying that. Look at that last Tuesday, plus one thirty on Jokic, and Bede was a minus one sixty favorite, and he, and and Nikola Jokic had been a plus in between one thirty to one eighty dog for a long time. There's plenty of time to bet it. Uh, let's go to Rookie of the Year pricing. Evan Mobley has never ha- hasn't been this short since well early in the season, minus two twenty five, minus two twenty five, and minus two twenty five at the three sports books. Scotty Barnes has never been this close to him, um, except for. You know, months ago, Kate Cunningham still a big long shot, and I think Detroit, you know, they took themselves out of the running. They took him out of the running themselves yeah. by sitting him the other night, and then he what didn't play because of illness. So that's the end of Cade's campaign. You think Scotty Barnes has a shot here? I have no feel for this. I don't know because the interesting part is Mobley's back tonight. Tonight right. he returned from injury finally in the starting lineup. I mean, we're only. There's 426 left in the first quarter. Nets are up 10 on the Cavs right now. Mobley has two points on one of three shooting. So not a lot to read into there. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I feel, I, I feel like, you know, part, part of the reason these, these odds drop so much. And we said it at the beginning of a gill is just because the guy wasn't playing. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know if Scotty can catch him. We, you know, last week we really dove into the stats where all three of them, I, I think that they're, they're pretty similar. I, I, I think the the defensive impact that Mobley has made. I I I, I think he's going to end up winning it. But man, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I wouldn't be surprised either way. And I, I think right now, if you're looking to bet this, there's not enough m- plus money on the Scotty Barnes side to make a bet. And I have no no clue who's going to win this. I don't either. None. Jose Barrios has uh, failed to retire the first five mm-hmm. Rangers batters. It's three to nothing. Runners at first and second, and now Adalas Garcia gets to the plate. Oh, and took one right down the middle. Yeah. <gasps> Jalen Green just stole a rebound from his own teammate. I love that. There we go. And then put it back up for the bucket. We'll see if Barrios can uh, retire a Ranger in this game. We'll come back. We'll look at uh, the Defensive Player of the Year award. We'll update all the scores right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.